Hey there, demons. It's us, your girls. Welcome to the 25th Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins. Two goblins that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. And today, uh, we are going to do what I know is D's favorite term, circle back <laughs> to the inevitable, the uncompar- uncomparable... <laughs> uncompromisable uncompromisable um gonna come and snatch your wigs <laughs> literally uh do, do you know where you're going with life. this <laughs> no <laughs> that you know but that's uh you know this is all on purpose because old age old age we are going back to old age it comes for us all we are past the quarter life crisis Heading toward the midlife crisis. We still have a few decades on that. But um, it's always behind the corner. Peeking. Lurking. Sneaking. Haunting me. (laughs) (laughs) Taking notes. Checking the receipts. Like the ghosts that live in my body. (laughs) (laughs) Which, and the skeleton that also lives in there. I don't know if you know this. (gasps) What? Underneath all that tissue... Muscles, muscles, the muscles, skin, yeah. dermis is a skeleton oh my waiting God. to be unleashed. She yearns. <laughs> she yearns. Yeah, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth for that skeleton to arise out of your body and shuck your skin like a corn husk. <laughs> oh my God. The visual effects that you're giving me right now. It's like a medieval painting, you know, the ones where it's like skeletons and people dancing together. Yes. Yeah, those like, or like a Hieronymus Bosch kind of painting. <laughs> All I can think of is like the skeletons dancing around the fire. Spooky, scary skeletons. Yes. That's yes. Oh my god. Or like in Fantasia, like the skeletons descending the staircase. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's an just, old memory. Yeah, yeah. Me coming down the stairs in the morning. <laughs> descending creaking (laughs) snapping and popping oh my god my bones pop and creak so often and i've talked about that before it creaking it real creaking it real (laughs) or creeping it real whichever one you want no i like i like creaking better that's great (laughs) and uh uh, dear listeners, as at least um, those of you who have binged or stayed with us since the beginning, you know we had talked about many different things in our aging gracefully kind of episode, but mm-hmm. uh, lots of things have been happening in real life. Oh, yeah. And we figured it was prudent and urgent <laughs> to return to this subject once more and elaborate and elucidate. Words. You you are throwing so much like intelligent language at me, and it is ten a.m. on a Monday morning. Yeah, I, come on, SAT word. <laughs> I'm trying, like in my very deep recesses of my mind, pulling out my freaking ACT exam handbook. Like, okay, elucidate. Yes, make clearer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thesaurus.com. Come on, oh my God. help. <laughs> Help these last two brain cells. You know how many times I used I used thesaurus.com to write essays in high school? And oh, college. all the time. Like, if the synonyms on the Word document were not to my liking, thesaurus.com. Absolutely. Every time. And at mm-hmm. least, like, I was read enough that no one called me out for it. So well, I knew what the words were. Yeah. I just never used them in, like, conversations. Sure, sure. And it, it it's like... You know that thing like Bix and Kelp, where one of them is the informal language, like everyday conversational thing, and then the other one is more of the academic formal language? Hmm. So especially, we use those two words in terms of like uh, those who are learning another language, at least like English language learners. Oh, okay. And, you know, first you learn kind of like the simple... um, more conversational aspect to, you know, in order to get some of that social reciprocity going. But then Mm -hmm. as your knowledge grows, as you are exposed, you know, and you have those opportunities available, then you are able to develop on that more academic or formal language, depending on what setting you're in, right? 
That makes sense, because, I mean, like, I've been trying to learn or teach myself Japanese, which is not going great, but, you know, we, we get there. Uh, uh-huh. There are totally... I love the Japanese language because it's based completely off of um, context, context clues. Oh. And so a lot of the times you'll drop words in the sentence mm-hmm. because the listener should already know what you're talking about. And so they're not going to have you repeat the same thing over and over. And so, mm-hmm. but how you say words then depend on, depends on the situation and who you're talking to. So you wouldn't ask your boss the same mm-hmm. way you'd ask your mom, the same way you'd ask your best friend. It's really cool stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And also, look at my brain uh, growing another little brain cell there. Ooh, love Ooh. it. Love it for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something's going on upstairs. Excellent. <laughs> hey, like like, like our topic is old age. We got to keep it fresh, keep it flexible, keep those neurons stretchy. And firing and firing yeah, up the synapses, the dendrites, all that good stuff. They are They're talking, baby. <laughs> yeah. And I like that you're even mentioning learning a language because they argue like, and this is very understandable, like the younger one is, mm-hmm. the more plasticity is in the brain. But it's like, that's consistent throughout life. But yeah, the, granted, there are uh, periods where um, there's a... Uh, like more connections being made in the brain. And we have this, we go through these periods called synaptic pruning, where we're literally like losing Mm -hmm. some of those, I don't know, like brain cells, quite literally. It's when people say, if you don't use it, you lose it. It's honest. It's true. You know, psychology shows, neuroscience shows that if those synapses aren't firing daily, Mm -hmm. your brain only has so much room and so much electricity to use. And so it says, mm-hmm. oh, well, this isn't being used for the last 10 years. Snip. <laughs> it prunes it. it in, in the, the shredder of your brain. And I like that you're using your brain and, like, taking on the challenge. Because Japanese is no easy feat. Girl, it is not. I have, when I first started, I'm using Duolingo, which is not sponsored. But, you know, hey. Um, Duo Owl. We love you. <laughs> and... I was when I was first trying to learn it. I was using Romanji lettering, so mm-hmm. it's like it's Latin, it's Roman, it's letters that we use in our alphabet to this day mm-hmm. to sound out what the words are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I switched from Romanji to Katakana and actually having the images. So I'm trying to like relearn the images and what the sounds are for them. Okay, because going from Latin language to picture language is. Mm-hmm totally different and very wild and that's not even touching kanji i haven't even tried to understand kanji holy shit (laughs) um the the onion of language learning oh god the written and the spoken language yeah but (laughs) i i think that's so cool like the characters and i mean there's so many so many and you can combine them to make like thousands other different ones it's yeah it's very much like how in English you can add ing or s or d or dropping mm-hmm. vowels and adding vowels, you know. But and also fun fact in in Japanese, every mm-hmm. letter in a word is pronounced. There's no hidden letters like in French or there's no like extra vowels or consonants. Every single character is pronounced. It's just depending how you pronounce them. That is fascinating. I I never knew that. Mhm. Wow. Um, look at you. This, the learning curve, but your brain is like, I could see it like in motion. It's like a Formula One race car. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad it's not like a Formula Two. <laughs> I don't even know if such a thing exists. It's like one of those uh, like Fisher Price, you know, little trucks that kids have that just like goes like at a snail's pace. <laughs> Yep, that's me, just chugging along, doing my best. You know, the little Fisher Price that could. <laughs> but, um, old age. Um, old age. That's your that's your brain on old age. Let's talk about our bodies on old age. Oh my gosh, what to get into first? Because you have a lot of knowledge about the brain. I mean, we both do. But I, I like hearing about yours. Because you you, uh, gave a great word this morning, the word of the day. Are you talking about my neutrophils? 
Yes. Yeah. I want to know all about your little neutrophilias. Okay. So listeners, we're going to take this all the way back to what led to even that topic coming up. So I am in the process of moving and I am packing up my house. And to do that, I have been doing a lot of bending at the waist a lot of lifting with my legs you know doing my best there but we Uh make mistakes um and then i went to the gym and tried to lift and i threw my back out my low back to be exact Mm -hmm. and i threw it so far out that for a second i didn't know if i could stand back up straight at the gym i'm gonna be honest and i had to get my husband to help me stand up she was dropping it real low and so I, you know, I got home and iced it, went to the chiropractor. That's another thing you should invest in, chiropractor, holistic A good body one. healing. Yes. Accredited, legit chiropractor. But this low back pain reminded me of an article I read a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. that scientists have found a slight link between acute pain and chronic pain. And... They Mm -hmm. said that when you have low back pain, specifically, that's what they were looking at, and you take ibuprofen or Aleve or some kind of pain medication, something in that medication blocks a little cell in your body called a neutrophil. And neutrophils are the cells that heal your body. They heal it from Mm -hmm. cuts, from burns, from scarring. Neutrophils are the ones that help create the protective layers basically over any kind of aches and pains in your body. Mm -hmm. And when you take medicine for pain relief, it blocks their ability to do their work efficiently. And so that's one of the reasons why I went to the chiropractor and I immediately started icing my back and I didn't take any pain medication this week, which was awful, but you know, I made it through because if you don't, then it allows them to work better And you'll Mm -hmm. actually get over your pain quicker than if you were taking pain-relieving medication. Yeah. It's it's more like a Band-Aid, the painkillers. Yeah. Yeah. And you need your workers to be working efficiently so that you can feel better quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think that's one of the things we tend to disregard. Like, uh, obviously, physical activity is important, but I guess it's uh, checking in with your body regularly. Mm-hmm. Like, where do I feel particularly tight and out of sorts today? Uh, mm. Like you, Misty, I have had so many years of just lo- of lower back pain. Mm-hmm. It's hollering in at me. Oh, no. In agony. Yeah, and I had my first adjustment also a f- a, like three weeks ago or something, and it was amazing. Yeah. Um, Got the knots out, like a lifetime of knots and muscle tension, mm-hmm. and then adjusted all the good things in the cracks. <laughs> like, we're so satisfying the ASMR that uh-huh. didn't happen for an audience of one. It was great. <laughs> and, like, obviously, like, you, you feel your limbs, like, where they are relative to yourself, right? Yeah. But it's like, I could feel the tingle in my hamstrings, and I'm like, oh, my God, all that tightness. Oh, Gone. Yeah could feel my hammies my sweet sweet hammies well because like lower back all of your nerves in your body every nerve that goes to a different part of your body runs along your spine yeah yeah and so if your spine isn't moving because it's compacted Mm -hmm. then whatever nerve that's being pinched you're gonna feel it in that certain part of your body so you might not have hurt a hamstring specifically but you hurt that part of your back that the hamstring nerve runs along. And mm-hmm. so now your hamstring hurts. And so that's why chiropractic care is so important and why I will die on this hill. Because it's a good once, hill. <laughs> once you get all of those spinal, what is it? Like, whatever. Bones aligned. Vertebrae. Thank you. Uh-huh. Once your vertebrae is aligned and all of that can move freely again, the pain starts to go away. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... The, the steps you were mentioning, like lift with your legs, mm-hmm. take it easy. Um, I, I know people who like sneeze too hard, <laughs> blew their back out. Not a joke. Yeah. It's funny, but it's t- it, like, it's uh, like the dark humor kind of funny where it's like, oh, uh-huh. sad. 
Oh, I've yeah. coughed a rib out of place. And I sat there on the couch and went, I'm an idiot. Like, <laughs> I, But it's like, you don't sign up for these things, right? You're not like, now's a good day to like sneeze a little too hard and like blow this lumbar <laughs> spine out or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, pop this rib out of place. Um, <laughs> but it's like, to me, it seems in talking to people, it's either like hips, knees, or back, or all of them. Like the holy mm. trinity of pain. <laughs> Honestly, and it, it's frustrating, too, because at our age, people who are older don't think that we're actually experiencing as much pain as we are. I mean, uh, how many times have you been told, oh, you're too young for that? All the gosh damn time. Like, you don't know my past. You don't know what I've been through. And you don't know what kind of pain I am in. Like, right. if someone says they're in pain, nine out of ten times, they're in pain. Okay? Right. Right. Like, sure, you've got that one person that cries wolf and has to say they hurt all the time for sympathy. Whatever. We're we not call talking Munchausen. about that. <laughs> <laughs> We're know? not talking about that, though. We're talking about, like, people genuinely can have chronic pains at younger and younger ages. It's just how yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. we need to take care of ourselves. Yes. And... <laughs> Get that spine aligned. Like, seriously, you'll be glad you did. It's just so yes. satisfying in many ways. Don't be afraid of the chiropractor. Like, in all honesty. My yeah. my husband refuses to go because he can't relax his body. Like, he's too tense. He's too stressed out from it. I'm mm-hmm. over there like, bend me in pretzel ways, my dude. Freaking crack <laughs> Turn me, me into a ditto. Crack me like a glow stick. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I am ready to shine. <laughs> yeah crush my body (laughs) but no my my husband also his body's not built like mine it's Mm -hmm. much more compact and so it takes more pressure probably to adjust him the way that he needs to be adjusted um whereas Uh i'm much taller and lankier so and and double jointed in a lot of places and so i i move very easily so you're gumby i am gumby I'm, I'm okay I'm, with that. I am Gumby. Yeah. <laughs> that means your husband is pokey. <laughs> and I love that. Oh, yes. Gumby yeah, and pokey. T- yeah, tell me when your anniversary is coming up so I could send a Gumby and pokey card. I mean, technically it's next weekend. Oh, damn. I got to go to the store today. <laughs> I got to get some important things. Six years. Married six years. Congrats. Oh, my God. Speaking of aging, I feel old when I say that. Yeah, yeah. It's anytime you know back when you drop the back in my day, <laughs> and ironically, stuff's about to get real, Dr. Phil style. Because I'm saying that like to younger cousins and like kids and things like that. And how did we get here? Well, and also, I think we said the last time we're a part of the generation where technology exploded. Mm hmm. Yep. I mean, did you? Did you also hear in the news they are finally retiring the iPod? I heard about that and my soul is crushed because (laughs) I have an iPod classic. You do? I bought it in 2007. And let me tell you, this thing is a tank. Oh, hell yeah. And I made sure to take care of it, like exercise the battery life and everything. Oh, wow. Because I'm like, it's you and me until the end of time, baby. (laughs) Thelma and Louise, this iPod and I. Did you name your iPod? Um, I named it this bitch. So every time it's like updating, it's like this bitch is, you know, sinking and things like that. Yes. It's like people that would name them Titanic when it's like the Titanic is sinking when they would. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good pun. That's an excellent pun. I love that, though. I love it being this bitch. That's amazing. Yeah, that that name came a few years in. But yeah, it's been one of the best uh, relationships of my life. Yeah, no, I heard that they were discontinuing the iPod, and I got a little sad. I never had one, though, because they were too expensive for my family. They, um, they are pretty pricey still. I just had the plain, like, MP3 players. I had at least three or four, though, throughout my lifetime. Sure, sure. And the one I, I still have to this day, the uh-huh. one that I have, is chock full of Linkin Park, Avril Lavigne, <laughs> <laughs> plain white tees, like... Mm-hmm. The We'd good love to hear shit. It. <laughs> when you, the moment you said Lincoln Park, I was like, "Oh yeah, that was me. I was that kid." Hey, listen. I, apropos Lincoln Park, their media 
Meteora. I think that's what the name of the album was. It came out when I was in grade school. And <laughs> to this day, I still remember the words. Yes. All the lyrics. Yes, I love that. Oh, my God. Yep. Because it's a great album, start to finish. That oh, is my absolutely. hill. That is my hill to die on out of my many hills. I have lots of hills. I'm a queen of many hills. <laughs> I. It's so funny you said that because another thing that my body has decided to do is oh. I, I got a blood blister, basically. Oh. Um, in a not so great place. Uh, you know what? I'll just go ahead and say the actual terms so that people can know what this is because I didn't know what it was when it happened. Mm-hmm. It's a peri perianal hematoma. Oh, no. So I'm sure from the name you can tell kind of where it's at on my body. And I... Perry. Perry yeah. I thought... Name it, let's name it Perry. <laughs> we'll just talk about it as like its own distinct entity, Perry. I have a Perry. And... My brain thought it was, like, maybe acne or something because I lift a lot. I sweat a lot. Uh-huh. So I decided to drain it. You're oh. not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to mess with them. You're not supposed okay. to, to pop them or none of that. No, you're not supposed to touch them. Well, I did. And when I told my husband, like, what was happening, he said, oh, my God, I've had those. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, you're not supposed to touch Perry. <laughs> and I was like, well... What do you mean? Like, what's going to happen? And he said, it'll heal up on its own. Like, it should be fine yeah. in a couple of weeks. It's been a week. It's already half the size it was. So I'm I'm, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. But it's still there. Yeah. And he's like, you got to stop messing with shit. And I said, look, I'm the queen of fucking with it. All right? Like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> My whole life, I have had, like, skin picking issues, you know? Like, anything that's not smooth or whatever... Yeah. I am plucking it, picking at it, tweet like not all of it. I don't want it. <laughs> oh, so the no. fact you said that you're the queen of hills, it's like that's exactly what I said last night. But it's the queen of fucking with shit. Like I can't leave shit well enough alone. <laughs> You've got your own kingdom to cl- lay claim to. I see. <laughs> I do, and my husband, word for word, said, "Get off the throne." <laughs> He is calling you out, mama. This is how we have been together six years, is we don't let each other, like, we don't let each other's bullshit slide. Which is good. Like, I like that sense of accountability individually and, you know, collectively. Absolutely. It's, that's the key to a relationship is you cannot let each other's shit slide. That's the good side of, like, old age and actual maturity, Mm, hmm So, while we talk about many of the cons, and there are- <laughs> There are plenty. plethora, yeah. <laughs> so take your pick. But, from the, the drop-down menu, there's also many good things. Yes, absolutely. And if, if one finds oneself in a partnership, that is one of those things. So, excellent. Or even, like, friendship. Like, hell, it doesn't- Yeah, it can be many things. Oh, yeah. Um, Older friendships are so much better than younger friendships. Like, I- Yeah. I will- I will say here, caveat, I have friends from high school still that I love and cherish very much, and if they ever hear this, please don't think that I think that my new friendships are better. That's not what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But friendships can age like a fine wine. They certainly can, or a good cheese. Ooh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Which, like, also, the older I get, the many people I know are very much, like, into cheese. A lot of my uh, closest friends don't drink, so I can't Uh speak to the wine, but I know know people are about it. Yeah, I, uh, another fun fact, the thing that people like about wines are tannins. Why? And... So it's a tannin in the wine. That's what gets released as it ages, and that's what gives it its flavor. Oh. And it's a hereditary thing on whether or not you enjoy the taste of tannins, which is why I don't like a lot of wines. I think they taste awful. I don't taste the notes and hints of chocolate or whatever in wine. Like yeah. I, All of it tastes the same, and it all tastes nasty. And that is because <laughs> I don't like the taste of tannin. I would love for you to become, like, one of those sommeliers and then just, like, fully at any place you go to be like, this is garbage. (laughs) 
this is our finest wine, aged from 1830. This tastes like shit, my dude. Yeah, I could certainly taste it, and it's gross. I taste the age, and it needs to be killed. <laughs> oh, no. Pipe dreams. Um, <laughs> but a nice little segue into the realm of food sensitivities, which I don't know about you, but... Things have changed for me in that realm, and I'm wondering if it's also the same for you. Well, let's let's start the discussion. What has changed for you, dear S? So I was a fiend for sweets. Mm-hmm. And then it slowed down significantly. Like, I could eat, a, like, a Costco-sized jar of Nutella, no mm-hmm. problem. Damn. In a short period of time, and was like, let's go. I'm... Um, <laughs> ready to go bench press a semi-truck, run a few laps, and then, like, get back to this, and it's fine. And since I've slowed down with the sweet consumption, I noticed my skin has improved. Like, that was a big culprit. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what? Self-sabotage? Me? Not possible. (laughs) Not this Chili's. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Chili's. Um, Yeah, sweets would never do me wrong like that. But... Now I really enjoy savoring things and even like that umami flavor. Ooh. And if I eat sweets, I got to bite it through with like something savory. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, see, I'm the opposite. I've always had a sweet tooth. I've always Mm -hmm. enjoyed chocolates, candies, any of that kind of stuff, which Mm, I know is terrible for me, but you know, it's fine. That's relative. What is terrible for you, you know? I brush my teeth. I floss. It'll be fine. <laughs> but it has gotten, I feel like, so much worse. And it, it could also be the fact that when I get, I stress eat. Okay. Uh-huh. And I have anxiety. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I am always stressed. The, the combo. <laughs> it really, a one-two punch here. Like, I cannot lose weight for shit. And I swear it's because I stress eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I... I just, it's gotten worse. It's, I can sit and still, and it's like, I'll eat so much chocolate or so much ice cream or what have you, and I'll make myself sick. You know? Like, I know it's bad for me, and I know that I can't, but I can't stop to. It's, it's a weird, it's a ever, it's a circle, you know? It's a vicious cycle. That's the freaking word I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. It's like a a sneaky hate spiral of like, what do I fit? physiologically physiologically god i can't talk today you know that's like my brain is full tilt and it can't keep up with like my mouth can't keep up with it you used all your big words at the start of the show (laughs) yeah absolutely fried smoke coming out my ears (laughs) if i didn't have headphones on um but believe me it's hot under there but um (laughs) you know like what does your body body need in order to sustain itself right Mm -hmm. but then it's like what do i want and then the added uh hormone issue especially for women there's much more of that like oscillation there um you know uh certainly as we age the body changes goes without saying in many different ways again with the Mm -hmm. hormone secretion uh if if like let's say if you're a woman you have uh if you're on birth control that also affects Mm -hmm. things can throw things out of whack meds anything there's just like so many more factors in it for the ladies Or anyone with a uterus. (laughs) That just make it so complicated. Do you want to know a fun, not fun fact that I had to Google to make sure they weren't lying to me when I heard it? Yes, always. I don't know if I said this before, so tell me if I said this before. But a woman's hormone cycle is 28 days. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Days. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know how long a man's hormonal cycle lasts? Uh, no. 24 hours. Excuse me. The working day was made literally around men's hormonal cycles. Because way back when, the only person allowed to quote unquote work were men. And so when they made it, (laughs) when they made it, they made it to where they were most productive in the morning. And then kind of in the afternoon, there'd be lunch because it'd slack off a bit. Mm -hmm. And then they'd work a little bit more, and then they'd go home at night when they're tired. Guess what, motherfuckers? My whole first week (laughs) of my cycle tends to be where I am most productive. Well, technically, it's like the second week of my cycle is I'm I'm most productive. 
Yeah, yeah. The third week is it's it's touch and go because it's leading up to mm-hmm. the fourth week, which is the end of all time. When things then, get a little sorted. <laughs> right. And then the first week comes in and it's kind of rolling off the end of the fourth going into the second. So like the second half of my first week and the second week of a whole cycle is like prime time. I am at my most mentally stable. I'm getting shit done. It's right. great. Third week, I'm kind of irritated. I'm getting I'm getting tired. I'm done with it all. Fourth yeah. week, I'm done. I, don't touch me. Don't talk to me. I'm hella irritable. I just want to sleep and eat all the time. Don't forget about the breathing. Don't breathe on me. Don't breathe on me. Don't breathe near me. Don't breathe at me. <laughs> <laughs> on me. But that's me. why. That's why there are days that women just want to sleep the whole day. We're just tired. It's because our it- hormone cycle is at that point where men would just sleep for yeah. those few hours and then get up and start again for their hormonal cycle. Yeah, physically it's like it's you know like pre leading up to that mm-hmm. and then the post or even during like shoot that's its own like separate, you know, things going on there and it's so physically taxing on the body like how dope is it that you know like the bo- our bodies literally cleanse themselves in a way? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, like, very physically draining, literally, because the hormones and just, like, everything. It's, like, very strenuous on the body. Where is our support group? <laughs> this is our support group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the two-woman support group where we talk at you and not with you. <laughs> on God. But, like, I feel like if we all knew that, like, if that was common knowledge, mm-hmm. we could either change some things around or it would make sense to have like days off during the fourth week of your cycle for a woman because physically we are at our limit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it makes sense yep but we just push through it like it's no big deal because we've always been expected to push through it yes ma'am and since you're the a woman of science a woman with the facts (laughs) you mentioned the 28 day cycle but then Something interesting happens every seven years that you told me about. Yes. Is this just like the defect hour? Yes. The defect am... power hour. Oh, yeah. Hey, wake up that brain. Uh, if, another fun fact then. Your body, all the cells in your body, they're constantly dying and regrowing, right? Mm-hmm. It's how our nails grow, our hair grows. Like, that's just fact. Yeah. Every cell in your body will have died and been made anew every seven years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, like, the oldest a cell can live in your body is seven years. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that cool? You, like, become a whole new person every seven years. Yeah, we were joking that it's like you're a lizard or a snake, like, shedding the skin of your previous (laughs) self, which I'm I'm okay with. Like, that sounds really metal and dope. But, yeah, that's that's why, like, your hair color can change over time and... Your hair texture can change and your nails mm-hmm. can change. Like everything can change yeah. as you age. And it's not specifically because you're getting older. It's just because your cells are dying and regrowing. Yeah. And at a slower pace over time, generally. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why like, you know, it's very much the little things that you do early in life that add up to such like dividends later in life, such mm-hmm. as... uh you know, physical movement, however that looks like a few times a week for at least the 30 minute, let's say cycle, Mm. Uh, eating as much good foods as possible. Like I'm not advocating for whole foods or anything like that, because accessibility and the greenwashing and all that. Mm -hmm. So you do what you can and what you have available to you. But it's like much as reasonable, right? And accessible to you. And, uh, you know, still like enjoy food should not be associated with guilt i'm in that camp that is Mm. that is not even a hill that's a mountain stop feeling guilty about food just proportion it out and you'll be fine yeah your body needs energy to do the things that you need to do throughout the day and that energy comes from food it comes from the glucose inside food it breaks it down inside your body and that's how you get energy Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you want to have a carb blowout one day a week, fine, <laughs> God bless. Because, you know, like, that gets harder. Once I went cold turkey on bread and instantly, like, de-bloated. 
and it was baller. And I still like don't have this super need for bread. Love potatoes. Ooh yeah, potatoes like, are the good. starches and the carbs in that delish. Potatoes in any form is my Valentine. But what is it? Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. I'll stick them in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a oh, baked potato. <laughs> potato. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like the bread, I don't care for, but potatoes any day, all the time. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, because well, bread's got gluten in it and that's what causes the bloating, you know, all the yeast yeah. inside. Yeast. It still reacts inside your body. It does. Like that's its own living organism. Honestly. But I, I love pasta too much to give up gluten. I just, oh my gosh. I can't. I <laughs> Can I tell you something that I think you'll really enjoy? I would love it. There's this show, Portlandia. I don't know if it's still on air. I've heard of it, never seen an episode. Okay, in the there's uh, these two characters, I think Peter and Nancy. It's like okay. this married couple. And Peter, spoiler alert, has an addiction to pasta. Okay. Uh, he had gained some weight, and the wife makes the executive decision, like, you know, just to remove the temptation of having certain foods, namely pasta, mm-hmm. to get in the way of our health, I'm going to just get rid of all of it. Oh, no. So cold turkey, the pasta. No. And sends Peter into a pasta spiral, like a crime spree, <laughs> where he's like, there's this one scene where she catches Peter on his binge. like over, It's like a piece of pasta on a metal spoon, and he's trying to boil it with the lighter underneath, like oh. making it look like a drug. Because it can't be a drug, right? And he's just like, don't look at me, you know. (laughs) And he hit rock bottom because of his pasta addiction. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I like pasta. I love pasta. Pasta. I I don't eat bread as much as I used to, which is fine. Mm -hmm. I still eat it every now and then, but I don't go whole ham on it. But pasta, man. Whole loaf, you mean? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) but yeah no pasta is like i'll die for pasta you know it's fine oh what's your uh what is your favorite uh type of pasta uh ravioli i love stuffed raviolis a cheese raviolis meat raviolis like Uh oh god so good Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, like I mean, there. To be fair, there's lots of interesting pasta out there. Really, it is lots of good stuff, and they can be made so beautifully. That's a whole different topic. I'm gonna stop myself right now. We're gonna go off on a tangent. <laughs> that for for the grid, another episode. Yeah, the, for the, the love grid. of pasta. Yeah, <laughs> it'll just be you. I'm gonna sit here quietly, occasionally being like, mm hmm. Tell me more about that, and you could just go on and on about the pasta, which I would be totally, like, all for, actually. Oh, my God. What were Um, we talking about before this, though? Uh, Intolerances, right? Yeah, intolerances, and, like, we went from the drink, uh, yeah, just drinks, what what comes in drinks, um, Mm. to the 28-day cycle, and then to the uh, seven-year cycle. But also, tell me more about food allergies, because... People are more conscious about what they eat now. Mm-hmm. Certainly for the people that have like sensitivity to things like uh, gluten or you know like food allergies, like peanuts and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and the mindset and approach, like sometimes I think it's a little extreme. Okay. Um, but then there are also like very reasonable things going on, like how they used to deal with it back in the day and how they approach it now. Yeah, so I, we were talking, S and I, before the show about how there's always someone out there that um, it's like, you know, we didn't have all these nut allergies or, or lactose allergies. Like, we just we just ate what was given to us and we were happy with it. Mm. And kids died, my dude. Yeah. Kids died because of allergies. And it was a medical mystery to everyone until we found out. Like, people have always had food allergies. Yeah. Literally, since the beginning of time. People have had insulin issues. People have had food allergies. There have been gay people. Like, forever. The yeah, only it's not di- just possession. <laughs> right. The only difference now is that we have the terminology for it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's not just a bunch of newfangled words. It's just kids are being special. No, it's just we've learned (laughs) what these things are and put words to them. Yeah, yeah. But so, no, like food allergies have always been around. Literally. They just died or lived very sad lives, always sick. Oh, my gosh. Like, can you imagine getting the gout or, you know, like, just severe intestinal distress because people didn't know (laughs) at the, like, cellular level what was brewing? Yeah. I mean, it's the same reason that women were always diagnosed with hysteria. Oh, my God. No, don't don't even get into that because I'm like, that's the Pandora Box Pandora's box. But yeah, it, I mean, it's just the further the point of we have new, like we've learned. It's it's yeah. a sign of an intelligent growing society that we have new words for things. Yeah, yeah. And, and certainly many gains to be made, I think, still. I just wish they didn't raise the price of EpiPens. Like, I don't use one, thank goodness. <sighs> but I know many people require it. And mm-hmm. one of, like, the the developer or whatever the ceo of the company Mm because it's like it's a very niche market and there's like only one to two companies that provide this kind of thing isn't that correct and i think so yeah something about just raising the prices astronomically which is nuts to me it it's big pharma big pharma they can um, do whatever they want because yeah. no one's going to stand up to them because their money is in everyone's pockets. Which it's sounds once- sounds like a theory, like a like a QAnon kind of thing. No, it's it's real. It's real, yeah. Big pharma is the reason our prices are so fucking expensive for everything. Yeah. It, and it, th- that's I was just going to say. So many people are worried about like uni- universal health care in America because everything's so expensive. Right. What people don't understand is things wouldn't be expensive. Because Big Pharma couldn't overprice things anymore. Yeah, it's when science goes wrong. Because, like, there's so many intersecting issues here, right? Of, like, accessibility, of development, um, just so many things. Mm-hmm. And it even leads me to think, you know, like, how they recently settled that whole opioid thing with the um, Purdue Pharma and the, the Sackler family and things like that and all that conflict. I mean, I'd say settled in air quotes, but yes. Yeah, very loosely settled, <laughs> discussed, uh, just hordes of lawyers. What is mm-hmm. they? I think they call a group of lawyers a prey of lawyers, I'm pretty sure. That makes sense. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, but uh, there's this fabulous book called Empire of Pain about the whole Sackler family, like how, Mm. you know, that company was started and all the subsequent issues through the years, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with the opioid crisis, uh, because overdose deaths, at least in the States, have increased significantly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still such an ongoing issue. And it's like, how, how do you address it on such a mass scale? You can't. You really can't. Like, it's... Start small. Work out. The opioid addiction crisis hits really close to home because I've got a family member who is addicted. Mm-hmm. It has been my entire life, literally. Uh, yeah. They got on opioids back in the 80s when they had their first back surgery. Oh, wow. And so they've been on pain meds ever since because they got addicted. And at the time, you know, yeah. your average doctor didn't know how addicting it was because it was just a new pain med. Yeah, yeah. The problem is then when they found out, when we found out, we should have started making changes. And we didn't because the money was too good. Yeah. So you have people who have lost individuals that are still alive, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's a, it's a hard one. <laughs> it's a hard yeah. topic. But you're you're right in, in your aspect of, of pain meds and... I can't remember where you were going with it, but it's just like... Oh, no, but... <laughs> yeah, it's like when money super uh, seeds humility and humanity. Mm-hmm. Because even think about when Big Tobacco... Yeah. And, you know, they knew, governments knew, Big Tobacco knew mm-hmm. that the effects of smoking are not only harmful to the smoker, but people around them. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, there's huge issues with vaping, yeah. And all the, like, toxic metals and things like that in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, like, whether it's, like, no matter what you're smoking, legal or illegal, that shit is going to get in your lungs. It's going to coat your lungs, esophagus, like, mm-hmm. anything that it comes into contact with. 
Yeah. And I don't I think mean, people realize that. They say like, oh, well, certain things are like a plant or whatever. It doesn't matter because there's no pure form of it. Yeah. At least not many that are on the market. They're modified in some kind of way. Yeah. And I mean, bringing it back to our topic of hand of getting older, you know, your body's going to react to it worse and worse as time goes by. Like you totally. really do need to watch what you're putting inside your body. Yeah. And I'm not... That could be taken so out of context, you know. I'm still, like, pro-vaccines, pro-all this stuff, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to be healthy. So when it comes to off-market things or, you know, the next fad, Mm -hmm. just to be mindful, you know, we're not young anymore. And even if you start young, you're not building – like, you're building up a tolerance to things, which means it's going to take more to get the same effects. And you're – you are killing yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's a fun topic. We That's we did great. it again. Yeah. We did it again. We went dark. <laughs> but gosh, like back to the topic at hand. I will say two things. Okay. Age is a mindset. Yes. Cuz sometimes I feel like I've been on this planet for decades. Like I'm an old wise crone, bog witch, serving that kind of mentality and then other times i feel very young and spry you know it, it, yeah it's a young whippersnapper true. if you will because like fully i had a neighbor over a hundred years old mm-hmm. and social like fully could tell you about things from back in the day and they've mm-hmm. seen a lot oh like yeah refrigerators cars tvs met al capone very dope dude yeah that's a story for another day But in any case, um, and very social, very social, go into the salons, playing bingo, you Mm -hmm. know, when you get to be a certain age, you just start out living people. That's a fact, right? Yeah. But the mindset, I remember the mindset that this person had was one of joy, Mm -hmm. you know, that a few other children had actually passed away prior to them, which, I don't know, I'm not a parent, but I can imagine that's a really tough thing to to deal with as a parent, especially if it's multiple kids. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter what age you are. It's going to Yeah, Yeah. Still your babies. But I just remember the approach to life, the positivity, the openness. I think a lot of that social piece, like it's not even about having as many surface level friendships or like a super wide circle of acquaintances, but having like a good, close, reliable group, even whether that's your family or friends or, you know, the friends that you call your family I remember that, but um, yeah, sometimes when you got that low back pain, I'm like, oh, shoot. (laughs) And then the second thing about getting older, why does everything have to cost money? (laughs) Corporate greed as corporate greed. Ugh, it's hard on the wallet. I'm just like, I got bills to pay. This is a scam. I was brought on this earth to pay bills (laughs) once I I hit a certain age, go off my parents' insurance and all that good stuff. (laughs) We, I feel like as a society, if we could just remember that we were put on this earth to create art, whether that's singing, dancing, drawing, and plow the earth, <laughs> and plow the earth, like so much, so much would, would be different. You know, we've gotten yeah. too wrapped up in social standings and and money, and it's like, no, that's not no. what the point of life is. It's not what the point of any of this is. Yeah, yeah. And I mean uh, that for the well, like the extreme wealthy and and the extreme poor. Like none of us should be living like this. Yeah, yeah. And and to anyone that says uh we're not here for a long time, we're here for a good time. Yes. But <laughs> don't run your body into the ground so you look like some grizzled whatever. Like take care of your body. Don't just like see it as a race to the finish line like Fast and Furious, Vincent Diesel style. Right. Wasn't it like if if the lifetime of the Earth was a clock, mm-hmm. humans came in at the 1159 minute mark. Get out of town, really? Yeah. Oh, like, wow. We are at the end of the day. So, no, we're not here for a long time because in the billions of years that the Earth has existed, we are a blip on the radar. Yeah. As a species, you mean? Yeah, as a species, and even as uh, so as an individual life. Oh god, that's like milliseconds upon milliseconds. It doesn't even like belong on the clock. Like it is such a short amount of time, but yeah. that's still 
a hundred years or so. So yeah, we're not here for a long time in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But you should probably make that short amount of time the best that you can. Yeah. I say compassion, like not to get serious. We always get serious. I know. It's like, it's, it's whatever, but (laughs) you're here and we're here. So hello. I say compassion. Like if people had more compassion toward themselves, but also toward others, their environment, the world would be much better. We all need to leave. We all need to leave. We just need to go. I know. Nature knows what to do. Sayonara, friends. Sayonara despair in the words of Queens of the Stone Age. But, you know, I was raised on the, what is it, adage or whatever of you leave something better than how you found it. Yes. It doesn't, just because you found it rough and you had to work to make it better Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you ruin it again for the next person to start all over. Yeah. Yeah. You leave it better than how you found it. People and places. Yes. Read my <laughs> mind. But, but then, um, Sweet D, can I just ask you, if I said age is a mindset, what are some of your tidbits or observations about as you've gotten older, what is important to keep in mind? Uh, what would you have done differently, maybe? Or what do you think uh, your view of what is important has changed over time. I don't think anything's really changed because like I said, that the thing that's most important is just what we've talked about this whole episode, you know, Mm. keeping yourself healthy, keeping yourself happy by Mm -hmm. any means necessary. And that can be a whole other conversation we have. So, I mean, the last, like the, my lasting advice, I guess, for this episode is just the world is what you make it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my most hated phrase is the real world won't do xyz for you the real world is what you fucking make it mm-hmm. and if you don't want those people in your life that say the world won't do that for you then you don't need to have those people in your life mm-hmm. so be kind treat others how you want to be treated and leave things better than you ha- than you found them and i mm-hmm. think that life will go swimmingly yes like a salmon upstream. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode, dear S? No, I feel like I, you know, <laughs> said a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I think we both said a bunch of stuff and things, and I yeah. hope that these little nuggets continue on inside y'all's brains and yeah. that you use them for good, not evil. There you have it. <laughs> So with that being said, thank you everyone for listening. If you've enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, please subscribe, bookmark, whatever or however it is that you use for your podcasting experience. We greatly appreciate all that you do for us. And until next week, stay alive, everybody. Take care, everyone. Bye.